I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome in, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pick'em Podcast right here on the Block M Podcast Network. I am Vaughn Lozon, and I am uh, filling in once again for our typical host, Luke Giardi. He's got some other work obligations going on tonight, so it is just me and my wonderful co-host, MazenBrew.com contributor, and uh, you obviously have uh, seen him on uh, the Pick'em Podcast all year long. Dan Plucker. Dan, how are we doing? How are we feeling going into this week of college football? Yeah, I'm ready to get back into the win column. I'll tell you that, Vaughn. Uh, last two weeks, losing weeks, but this week is where it all changes. We're going to have a great week this week. I can just have one of those feelings that uh, we're going to be riding high this week through a couple big games. So looking forward to breaking it down with you today. Several big games this weekend in college football, a none bigger for uh, us, at least with Michigan going to Penn State. We'll obviously break down that game a little bit later on, uh, but we've got a lot of games to uh, pick from. So I'll just quickly recap what went down last week. You alluded to a losing week, Dan, you went three and five, as did Luke. I, on the other hand, had a winning week at six and two. So I am, uh, I believe for the very first time here in first place now among us three at 44, 38 and three, Dan, you are at 42, 40 and three. And Luke is just a couple games behind you at 40, 42 and three. So we got eight games on the docket to pick here and we are going to start 
in the Big 12 Conference, number seven, Texas, a 10-point favorite heading to TCU. And the last time that we did this, Dan, I figured this this time we could go back and forth kind of like how we usually do, just so it doesn't seem like we're uh, picking the same teams, at least intentionally. That last <laughs> time it, it did seem like uh, we we were picking a lot of the same teams. So just to like keep the competitive balance, uh, I'll go first on this one, Dan, if you don't mind. And for this I like one... It. Yeah, great. I'm going to pick TCU uh, to cover the spread uh, against Texas at home. Uh, Everyone, when it comes to TCU, everybody remembers that week one loss to Colorado. It was a doozy of a game. It was one of the bigger uh, upsets in college football still to this day, I would imagine, for this season. But uh, they've quietly kind of put together a a decent season. It may not reflect how uh, they did last year going into this year. They still have the expectations of competing in the conference. But they're still number 29 on offense and number 40 defensively on SP+. And their quarterback, Chandler Morris, albeit he's not the perfect quarterback by any means, he's uh, still a dual threat. He averages five and a half yards per carry. He completes 65.8% of his throws. And uh, on the other side here for Texas, Quinn Ewers, he's probably going to play in this game coming off an injury, having to go on the road. Those two things typically aren't a recipe for success. I know Ewers is, you know, among the better quarterbacks in the country, but it's just a little bit too tall of an order, I think, this week. And Texas has had a few really close games in recent weeks. So I think TCU keeps this one relatively close, covers the spread, I do think. Texas wins at the end of the day. What do you got going on in this game, Dan? Yeah, I think this spread kind of hinges on Quinn Ewers. You talked about it a little bit, listed as day to day on Monday, posted like a weird tweet yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, but it was him, a picture of him behind center and lyrics to some song saying, let me loose, let me free. I, I, I don't know. We're going to see how this whole situation pans out. To be honest with you, because of that, I'm probably not playing this game just because I think that Texas probably covers if Ewers does play. Um, But Sonny Dykes, you know, he's had like a kind of weird success against Texas in his career. Won twice against them. He was coaching at Cal. Obviously beat them last year as well. Uh, Four and five against TC. Uh, despite being four and five, TCU is a top 30 team in the country, according to S&P Plus, which is kind of interesting uh, because you wouldn't guess that based on the record and, you know, the loss to Colorado. I think they haven't had a lot of like highlights this year other than losses, um, but uh, they've lost three of five games on the road, dropped that close game to Colorado and West Virginia then at home as well. Um, but if the ball bounces a different way in a couple of those games, I know they had a couple turnovers against Colorado. Same thing with West Virginia. They're seven and two. Um, and, you know, I'm probably avoiding this one, like I said, because of those unknowns with Ewers. But if I had to pick, I'm going to go with TCU um, as Texas is just two and seven against the spread in the last nine times they've played TCU. So I'll be rolling with the Horn Frogs if I had to, but more than likely, I'm going to steer clear of this one. Yeah, just despite not being on the podcast today, Luke did put his picks into our spreadsheet, and he is also riding with the Horned Frogs plus 10. So we are all on the TCU bandwagon for at least week 11 of college football. Let's go over to the SEC now. A, uh, a, a kind of potentially a quietly good game here in the SEC. Number eight, Alabama, 11 point favorites 
going on the road to play Kentucky. How do you see this one ending up, Dan? Yeah, I've been rolling with Kentucky for quite a bit of this season, especially because they started off really well and they started off really well at home, um, especially that upset over Florida to kind of like highlight that. But I don't think that and we've seen since then, Florida's not the team that uh, they're not the top 25 team that they were when they were ranked when they went uh, into Lexington earlier this year. Um, since then, Kentucky got destroyed by Georgia, Georgia, lost to Missouri and Tennessee. Two of those three games were at home. They didn't cover in any of those three games. Meanwhile, Alabama has figured something out. They've got the ball rolling right now. They're five and one against the spread in their last six games. Um, they've played some pretty great uh, SEC competition in that span, including that Tennessee and Missouri team, or just the Tennessee team, I should say, uh, within that span. Ban. Uh, Crimson Tide four and two against the spread the last six times they've played Kentucky. And I think they have a good shot at slowing down this Kentucky offense, which is pretty one dimensional in terms of the run game. I like the Crimson Tide by at least two touchdowns, even on the road in this contest. Yeah, I, I honestly, dude, you said a lot of what I had written down here. I'm going with Bama <laughs> uh, with the 11 points, uh, obviously winning cover as well. One team is hitting their stride. The other one is in a bit of a rut. You mentioned that the losses that uh, Kentucky's had recently. Alabama's had some pretty good wins uh, over the last month, month and a half over teams like Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU just last weekend. They beat Texas A&M as well. Kentucky, they've dropped three of their last four games. And the one that they did win was against a mediocre at best Mississippi State team. That is uh, still uh, below 500. And I would say the one thing that I'm going to look forward to in this matchup is to see how Kentucky's run defense does against Alabama and their potent run offense, especially with quarterback Jalen Milrow. He's been running the ball very effectively. He was essentially the offensive MVP in that LSU game last weekend. He ran for 155 yards or so, had several touchdowns in that game. So he is really the catalyst for this Alabama offense right now, especially on the ground. So I'll be looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But I do think Alabama wins, Alabama covers. This should not be a, a, a super challenging game for Alabama in a not so hostile road environment. Give me the tide minus 11 and Luke is taking Alabama in this game as well. Let's move over to the ACC, a pretty interesting matchup here. We've got the Miami Hurricanes uh, heading to number four, Florida State. And, uh, you know, I'm actually going to roll with the Miami Hurricanes in this game to cover this 14 point spread. I liked it a little more. It was at 14 and a half uh, just a day ago, uh, but I'm still going to ride with Miami, uh, Florida state, little banged up heading into this one. They were banged up last week against Pitt, and you could really tell, I mean, they were struggling a little bit out the gate there. They were without Johnny Wilson, without Keon Coleman. Jordan Travis was also uh, a little gimpy towards the end of the game. And all signs indicate that he's going to play. He's fine. He's kind of been battling these minor injuries all season. But all it takes is one hit for him to re-aggravate any of the injuries that he has sustained this season. And Miami may be the defense to do it. They're number eight in the country in total sacks. And they've got a really good defensive lineman in Ruben Bain Jr. He's got six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles this season. And just a couple sacks here, a couple sacks there, maybe a forced fumble. That's all it takes 
uh, to keep Miami in this game. So like I said, I liked it a lot more when it was 14 and a half, uh, but I'm going to roll with Miami to keep it within two touchdowns this weekend at Florida State. Dan, what do you got in this one, pal? Yeah, I just don't see it that way, Vaughn. I got to be honest with you. Uh, Miami's fallen off a cliff a little bit in the last five weeks. They're one and four against the spread in their last five games, and they've been bad on the road. 0 and 2 against the spread on the road in the ACC this season. Haven't won a conference road game in a year. Uh, They didn't score a touchdown last week against NC State. Nearly lost to Virginia two weeks ago. Things are really not going well for Mario Cristobal right now. And Tyler Van Dyke is turning the ball over like crazy. Uh, Meanwhile, Florida State, I mean, they're playing like one of the best teams in the country right now. They've throttled just about every ACC opponent that they've had so far this season, especially at home. I have a feeling that's going to happen again this week as I just see this Miami offense not being capable of keeping up with them. Um, I liked it at 14 and a half, which is where we had it posted earlier this week, but I'll take them at 14 as well. Uh, they're three and one against the spread as home favorites this season, two and one against the spread in their last three in this series. So give me the Seminoles minus 14. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Luke agrees with you, Dan. He is taking Florida State with four. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 13 points. Let's uh, 
Shift gears and go from the ACC all the way over to the Pac-12. USC now unranked after a, a few heartbreaking losses there for Caleb Williams and the Trojans. They travel to number six, Oregon. The Ducks, 15-point favorites at home. Dan, what do you see playing out in this game? Yeah, I think initial reaction, you go, wow, that's a huge spread uh, because it's 15 points. USC has the best quarterback in the country, the number one overall pick, all this stuff. But let's not forget what literally has happened at USC this past week. Gil Williams was crying on the sidelines after losing to Washington. USC fired their defensive coordinator, and now they have to go play probably the best team in the Pac-12 in Eugene. I just, there's no scenario I think here that USC keeps this game close. And I say that because Oregon's defense is not Washington's. They're not the number 11, or they are the number 11 defense in the country in terms of scoring defense. They allow just 204.6 passing yards per game. And the Ducks have covered against, uh, should have covered, excuse me, against Washington State a couple of weeks ago, um, but had a bad beat. Utah, they absolutely embarrassed them in Salt Lake City. And then Cal had a rough week last week, losing 63-19 to to this Oregon team. Oregon is on a mission to show that they should still be in the college football playoff. Uh, and if they win the conference, I think uh, that that's definitely going to happen. I think they lay hellfire on this USC team uh, that will still get respect because of Caleb Williams, I think, in terms of the college football playoff committee. Um, and where this game is really interesting to me, I'm betting the under on pretty much every single Caleb Williams prop. Uh, Williams has <laughs> against top 25 opponents against top 25 opponents, not named Washington because Washington's defense sucks. This is his career. He's completed barely over 50% of his passes thrown six touchdowns to six interceptions against top 25 opponents as well. And for barely over 200 passing yards. Uh, so even though he played well against Washington, their defense sucks uh, just as bad as USC's to be honest with you. I'm taking Oregon minus 15. I'm betting the under on every Caleb Williams prop. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's hard to pick USC in any scenario at this point, just because of everything that has transpired They're, uh Defense, like you said, I mean, it's been atrocious all season long. They finally fired their defensive coordinator after last weekend's game should have happened much sooner, in my opinion, but I digress. Uh, And now you got to go to Oregon uh, to play Bo Nix and a Ducks team that has just been on an absolute roll. I I do not see a scenario where USC keeps this one moderately close and, and wins th- this game. Th- this would be like the shock of a lifetime if USC is able to go to Eugene and uh, pull out the win. Oregon, they're fourth on SP plus overall, number two offensively, number 21 defensively. So this USC team, I think they're going to run into a bit of a buzzsaw this weekend. Maybe their defense improved slightly just because the defensive coordinator did get fired and maybe the guys on the defense, they feel like they have something to prove, but I just don't see a scenario where Oregon doesn't win this one uh, and does not cover. So I'm, I'm gladly going to take Oregon here. Uh, with the 15 points to uh, to win, to cover, and uh, USC season is just going to continue to spiral uh, after this game, I would imagine. And Luke is also on the Oregon train right there with us as well, Dan. So uh, before we get into our next game, want to uh, give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. And every man knows how scary it can get 
when going for a close shave below the belt. And that is why we trust Manscaped for all of our sensitive areas here on the Block M Podcast Network. Their newest package contains the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, which is their uh, fifth generation trimmer, features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads, standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. Also has a dual LED spotlight to provide contrast on multiple skin tones, three length setting combs, and perhaps best of all, this thing's waterproof. Also included is a travel case, and it even has a travel lock feature to avoid any accidental powering and or weird looks that you might get at the airport. So join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs and use our promo code uh, BLOCKM20 at checkout. Again, BLOCKM20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order at manscaped.com. Well, let's move on to the next game here, Dan. Uh, Really one of the uh, bigger SEC games of the weekend. We'll get into the biggest one here in a little bit, but a number 13 Tennessee one and a half point favorites on the road at number 14, Missouri, a team with something to prove uh, after coming up just short last weekend uh, to Georgia. And uh, I believe this one is mine, Dan. So I am going to roll with Missouri uh, with the one and a half points. Um, you know, they kind of showed last week that they can hang with anybody. Uh, they they were right in it with Georgia on the road last weekend. So as an underdog at home coming off a disappointing loss to Georgia, uh, I think they're able to bounce back at the win. And uh, the advanced metrics actually like Missouri to win this game outright. So Vegas very well could have uh, the wrong team favored here. Um, I just, you know, I've said it so many times on the podcast this year. Just don't trust Joe Milton on the road. I got to say it at least one more time this season. Maybe we'll get Tennessee another game or two on the road, but just don't trust Joe Milton on the road. Uh, There you go. So I'm going to take Missouri uh, plus one and a half. Dan, what are you going to go with in this one? Yeah, you know, I was really impressed uh, with Missouri against Georgia. I expected the Bulldogs to blow them out. We talked about that last week as well. I had two units on it. It was a mistake um, to, to, I guess, underestimate this Missouri team. Um, so I'm kind of surprised like you and like, uh, others, I think as well to see the Vols favored here in this game. Um, but in reality, both of these teams are really good against the spread. Tennessee's five and one in their last six, Missouri's six and one against the spread in their last seven. Um, but I, I just have a feeling that Vegas knows something that we don't hear. And that's why Tennessee's favored. I think that like most people would be like, oh, Missouri just played pretty well against Georgia. They've handled themselves pretty well throughout the course of this season. They should be favored or this should be a pick em, which it, it essentially is. I mean, one and a half points isn't huge, um, but it's still enough. Uh, and on top of that, Missouri, uh, two and three against the spread at home this season, including that loss to LSU um, where they were plus six um underdogs so i think i'm going to be rolling with tennessee in this game actually um and on the tennessee side of things so give me tennessee uh minus a half one and a half in uh this one luke is going with missouri the home dog in this game here so let's go back to the pac-12 for probably the biggest pac-12 game this weekend number 18 utah heading to number five washington the Huskies are nine and a half point favorites. Dan, how do you see this one transpiring? 
Yeah, I think this game is going to be pretty close. Um, Washington, in terms of against, like, looking at the spread and the trends, it's pretty interesting. Um, Washington, uh, they're undefeated, but they're 4-4-1 against the spread. Utah is just a tad better at 5-3-1. Both teams are 500 against the spread on the road for Utah and at home for Washington. Uh, Outside of that Oregon loss, Utah's offense has actually been pretty good the last couple of weeks. 34 points against Cal. Um, and USC, and then 55 uh, at home last week as well. I think they played Arizona State. Uh, but this and this Washington defense has not been good. Uh, obviously, they gave up 42 points to USC last week. Um, so I think, though, that the difference in this game is going to be that Huskies offense. It's been pretty explosive throughout the course of the year. I trust that even more than I trust the fact that Utah's offense has improved. So I, I think that Washington pulls away late. Um, so I like them to cover the eight and a half, nine and a half, whatever it is now. Um, but what I like even more is the over. I think that that total at 54 and a half is a little bit too low because of the way that Utah's offense has been playing the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to be going with the over uh, probably two units on that compared to maybe just one on the nine and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the Huskies too here with the uh, nine and a half points uh, at home. They're very much still alive in this college football playoff race. And quite honestly, like as a Michigan fan, if Michigan makes it to the CFP and Washington wins out, I'd be pretty nervous if I had to play them in a semifinal or in the finals. Uh, this this team could very well make a run into the college football playoff if they get there. And uh, they, they've had some weird outcomes since that Oregon game. Have had, They've had some really oddly <laughs> close games with some Pac-12 yeah. schools. It's been very strange. But I don't expect that to continue this weekend at home against Utah. Uh, the Utes kind of showed their ass against Oregon a couple weeks ago. And that game was at home. And that just does not happen. Uh, very much under Kyle Whittingham. Now heading on the road, this is a super hostile environment they're going to at Husky Stadium against one of the top five teams in the country. I think Utah is in a little bit of a trouble uh, spot here. So I think uh, Washington is going to win this game. I think they are going to cover. And uh, Luke is riding on the Husky train as well. We are all going with Washington. So let's uh, move to uh, the biggest SEC game of the weekend. Uh, this is a top 10 showdown. This will be our, our first of two top 10 games that will break down here. Number nine, Ole Miss traveling to Georgia, the number two ranked Bulldogs. And Georgia is a 10 and a half point favorite. And I'll tell you right now, Dan, uh, I probably won't bet actual real life money on this game, but I'm feeling pretty <laughs> confident that Ole Miss keeps this one close. I think the spread is just way too big. Georgia's three and six against the spread this season. Ole Miss is much better at six, two and one ATS this year. Georgia's got a really tough stretch that they're on right now. Started last week against Missouri. That one was at home and uh, Missouri obviously covered that game. They've got to travel to Tennessee the following week. They got a lot riding on these next two games, so it wouldn't shock me if they just straight up drop one of these games. I'm not saying Ole Miss is going to win outright. I definitely would not bet money on that either. Uh, But I do at the very least think that this could be much closer than what Vegas has this at right now is 10.5. So I I think uh, I would take Ole Miss with 10 and a hook, and uh, I, I think having the hook certainly helps in this scenario. So, Dan, what do you expect to happen uh, in this game? 
Yeah, I can definitely appreciate the hook in terms of against the spread. Ole Miss six two and one this season. Georgia's two six and one. Uh, so a pretty staunch difference there. Um, but for me, uh, I think that the largest discrepancy between these two is Ole Miss's defense. Um, the most similar game to this, in my opinion, on Ole Miss's schedule is going to be that game against Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier this year. Bama's defense was good enough to hold Ole Miss to just 10 points. Um, and I just have a feeling that this game is going to go a similar way because if you look at it, look at the teams that Ole Miss has beat this season. I mean, they beat Tulane earlier in the year. Uh, they beat LSU, who has an awful defense at home while they were underdogs, which is why they're ranked this high. Um, but since then, Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M, they beat those three teams by a grand total of 17 points. I, I just don't think that this Ole Miss team is as good as what people want to give them credit for. I don't think this offense is very good. I think they just take advantage and beat down on poor defenses. Uh, I'm going to take Georgia in this game to cover the 10 and a half, look a little bit better um, than they did last week against Missouri, because I just think that it, we're getting to that point where this Georgia defense needs to start flexing their muscle a little bit. And honestly, if they win this game, I would not be surprised if Georgia wound up being pushed up to the number one spot in the college football playoff. Um, so I'm going to be going with Georgia uh, and laying the points with them here. Luke agrees with you, Dan. He is rolling with the Bulldogs as well. Well, let's go to our final game of the week, the big game in the Big Ten. We finally get to see Michigan take on a team with a pulse. The Wolverines, the number three ranked Wolverines, are five-point favorites going on the road, heading to the number 10 Penn State Nittany Lions. Dan, what do you got going here? Do you ride with Michigan? Do you think they finally pick up a win against a legitimate opponent? Or are you going with the home dog? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, the first team that Michigan's played this year with the Pulse. And it's going to be on the road. Thank the Lord that Penn State messed up their scheduling. Didn't make this a whiteout at night. Because I think that would have potentially been the difference in this game. Not even joking, because uh, I that that road environment, that big of a game under the lights in Happy Valley is really tough. We've seen some Michigan teams, especially in the Jim Har Harbaugh era, struggle in that situation. So thank the Lord that's not the case. Uh, but the last ten games against Penn State, Michigan seven and three against the spread. Uh, they're also three and zero against the spread on the road this season. And James Franklin, for his life cannot perform well against top 25 and especially top five teams. He's five and eight against ranked teams at home, one and seven overall against top five teams, three and six against Michigan. For that reason, I think Michigan wins this game. I think they win it by at least a touchdown. Give me Michigan minus five. It's a little bit too low of a spread for my liking, even though this is the first real test Michigan has had. I think that they come out with a bang and uh, put on a performance against Penn State because I think they're just going to be at the spot where they want to roll over everybody now because of all of these speculation speculatory things that are kind of across the board happening throughout the big 10 here michigan's gonna want to give them everything they got so i'm rolling with the wolverines minus five man i i hope you're right and i hope luke's right too because luke is picking michigan minus five as well but call me a pessimist a michigan fan here but i'm gonna go with the nittany lions to at the very least cover this spread 
And admittedly, I did put some money on the money line for Penn State just because why not? Uh, they're wow. the home team. They're still they're a good team, top ten team at home. My like if if they win, I get some cash. If they lose, then I'm happy, right? So it's you're hedging your happiness. Yeah. It's an emotional <laughs> hedge bet all the way. Uh, but as far as you know, actual uh, you know statistics go here. Penn State, one of the top overall defenses in the country. This is by far going to be the best front seven that Michigan has faced this no season. Chop Robinson, uh, Adisa Isaac. I mean, they've got some defensive lineman dudes on this team and uh, they're going to give Michigan's offensive line, everything it can handle. I expect this to look a lot similar to the Penn state, Ohio state game uh, from just a few weeks ago. So if you're going to give me more than a field goal uh, on the road, uh, uh, or at home, I should say as an underdog, uh, I'm going to take the underdog here every time. So I will certainly take Penn state uh, with the points and uh, hope and pray that uh, I am wrong. So uh, those are our eight games for the week, but very quickly, we've got uh, some extra business to take care of here, Dan. We've got our eliminator picks. You and I are still alive somehow in the eliminator. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm more so proud of myself that I've made it this far, quite frankly. And I, I hope you are too, Dan. So uh, I am. Yes. Good. I will pick first here. And uh, this is the week that I pull out the Ohio state card They are at home. They play Michigan State. I'm really happy that I didn't have to use them. Uh, Whatever week it was, it last week or two weeks two weeks ago that that you used it. uh, And when they played, uh, was that the Wisconsin game, Dan? or which, yeah, it was, it was the Wisconsin game that I picked Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, which was also a very solid selection, and I'm just very glad that I didn't have to uh, use that then. Uh, very happy to do it now. They're at home against Michigan State, uh, a team that somehow miraculously won their first Big Ten game of the season last week. I don't think they're going to win their second. That would be the upset of the year if that happens. So I will uh, uh, take the auto win at this point. I'll sit back, I'll relax, and uh, I defer to you, Dan. Who are you picking to win in the Big Ten this weekend? Yeah, Michigan State uh, has been on the wrong side of some upsets this week, so I don't think they're going to be on the right side of one uh, on the football field, if you if you catch my drift there, Vaughn. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I thought about Purdue um, and potentially taking Purdue over Minnesota. They're actually favored by Vegas by a point, which I was a little surprised about. Instead, uh, I'm going to take the safety net of Northwestern not winning a game on the road yet this season and just being a generally awful football team playing Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin's nine and a half point favorites. Uh, I think they have a bounce back week after losing last week and losing to Ohio State. So give me the Badgers at home uh, in a game as they – try to stay afloat, I guess, in the Big Ten West. So I'll be riding with the Badgers over Northwestern on Saturday. All right. Well, we'll see how your picks do. We'll see how my picks do. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, certainly monitor all of Luke's selections as well. But those are the picks and those are the Eliminator selections for this week. We've got a really, really awesome slate of college football this weekend. If you've got like a fall wedding to go to this weekend, I feel sorry for you because there are some awesome games on the docket this Saturday. Can't wait to watch it. And uh, obviously we'll have all of the latest on uh, the Michigan game at Penn State, all on maizeandbrew.com. And we'll obviously have more content on the Block M Podcast Network 
as well. Before we log off, Dan, uh, where can uh, the fine folks find you on social media? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dan Plucker. That's P-L-O-C-H-E-R. And you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Give Mason Brew a follow as well. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. For Dan Plucker, my name is Vaughn Lozon, and uh, we will be back with more picks next week on the Pick'em Podcast.